Coming up, we're going to help you become a networking ninja. We'll talk through the soft skills involved and how to become a great networker. All that and more in just a few seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, episode 33. I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield, and with me is Bob Graham. We've been examining soft skills, what they are, where they show up, and how they matter for several years. And we've been compiling that information into books, research articles, and this podcast. We're in week two of our two-week discussion of networking that we're calling Networking Ninja. In episode 32, we started into networking and how to become better at networking, focusing primarily on why it matters and kind of the perspective to take going into it. Uh, Just a reminder on why we're focusing on network, uh, about 85% of all jobs come from networking. That's what LinkedIn found in their survey in 2016. So certainly it's important for our audience, and and we see it as, as a way to kind of apply the soft skills we've been talking about. So um, in episode 32, we talked about soft skills and how they're involved in networking. This week, we're going to get into some specific uh, pointers. So, Bob, let's network. Okay, so today, Toby, we are going to uh, play the networking game. You're going to be a reluctant networker, and I'm going to be the out-of-control networker so people can sort of see the good and bad. So we're going to go through it, play a little scenario. We didn't script this, so it's going to be kind of organic, and then we're going to talk through it. Okay, sound like fun? It sounds like a great time. Okay, so picture that you and I are at a networking event. Picture it being maybe a happy hour or something like that where you have maybe 30, 40, 50 people from various industries together in a room. It's loud. You're walking in, and you see me, and I walk up to you, and I say, Hey, hi, how are you? I'm Bob Graham. Nice to meet you. Uh, Your name is? Oh, you're talking to me? (laughs) Yes, I'm sorry. Your name is? Oh, hi, I'm Toby Porterfield. Toby, what do you do? Well, uh, you know, actually, my friend and I have a consulting company, and we do a lot of work on soft skills. So we've been uh, doing that for a while now and and came out to to really meet some other folks. So, okay, uh, uh, I don't really care about soft skills, so I'm going to go talk to someone else. What you saw there is that clearly I wasn't paying any attention to what Toby was talking about. And therefore, can you imagine what he would say about me if someone else were networking with him and said, hey, who's the real tall guy? And this is one of the common problems we find in networking, that we're so focused on finding that perfect person that is exactly what we want to find, our ideal customer, that we don't talk to other people who, who knows, perhaps Toby had something that would be of value to me or my company or even to someone else. And so... That sort of disingenuous networking where we're focused more on me, 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 not on the opportunities that face us. Yeah, Bob, I think, I think that's a really important point, and I'd want to bring out, too, that networking is, is a long game, not a short game. And so in networking, every contact counts. So the people you meet, I, I have that happen all the time where I'll connect later on with somebody and, and I'll refer back to another one. So, so yeah, it's not like speed dating where we're checking a person out and we're like, hit the bell and run. Um, it's, it's the chance to make a contact and, and just get to know a little bit and file that away and uh, value 
each relationship, knowing that we're building something that um, it creates a, a, a much greater foundation in the long run. I think you put it really well. The long game is really the key, and I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but that's a great way to put it. So let's try the same scenario again, and let's see if we can do the long game with the same scenario, okay? So I walk in, and I go, hi, uh, I'm Bob Graham. Uh, who are you? Hey, I'm uh, Toby Porterfield. Uh, is first time coming here? Yeah, it, it actually is. I, I, and I got to tell you, I was a little worried about it. Um, I love to network, but I looked at the crowd and I wasn't sure there was anyone to talk to. And then I kind of saw you and I was like, what's this guy do? Yeah, it, you know, at these kind of events, it's it's a great opportunity to meet some people. Uh, uh, a colleague and I put together a company and we uh, do do research and consulting on soft skills. And we feel that soft skills are something really important in business today. And uh, we've been really digging our heels in on that. Wow, I don't really understand soft skills. Can you explain to me what, what do I use soft skills and what, why would they matter? So exactly. You, so you can see in that scenario, we've opened the door to a discovery. And I think that's one of the things that when you're successful at networking, you're looking at discovering what can come about. And who knows where that will take you. I'm always mesmerized when I go to uh, networking events and the least likely person to seem like value to me is the person I end up talking to and really getting something out of that discussion, whether it's a new understanding of the world or perhaps it's information about the industry or I've, I've heard about things related to taxes, um, court rulings, you never know. And I think it's a matter of being open to it and just sort of uh, just letting it organically occur, not trying to make something happen. And I think that's the biggest thing, Toby. You talked about the long game, but the other thing I see people doing is focusing so heavily on making something happen. And it's not like a recipe. There isn't a perfect thing that you can do because, of course, like all soft skills, we're dealing with people and individuals, and each individual is different. So you never know what might work for one person or another person. But I can say one thing that I've found that works most of the time, and you may find this too, is to ask questions and not just the superficial questions, but questions that make a person think. In fact, I was at a networking event about a month ago, and someone said, that's the hardest question I've ever been asked at a networking event. And he had to think about it. And then he gave me a really great answer. And we started to talk about the issue. And it was about something related to our community and its implications on business. And he said, I, I see it every day. And I never, I've never thought about it. And that, so imagine the value he places on me that I'm someone who thinks about deeper issues. And when he has a deep issue, he might call me and go, hey, I need your opinion on this. Or what do you think about this? So there's one way I think we uh, we create value. Hey Bob, um, how about? And I think that's a, this is a fear for some of us as we get into networking. We engage in that initial conversation, and and let's say we get to that point where we say, "Oh, now tell me more about soft skills," which you just did, and then I give hopefully a, a thirty second or sixty second. I can't go into a, a, a diatribe on it, but a brief answer. How do you get out of these conversations and move to other people? So can we tee that up that I, um, I give the explanation, soft skills, and then how do you gracefully get the contact information and exit without being offensive? How's that? 
Okay, okay, that, you're putting me on the spot, but that's something I've learned to do because it's necessary. So Great. Get, go through the very end of your explanation, what sure. are soft skills, and then I'll jump in. So, uh, so I guess you see, you know, soft skills are different than, than the technical skills. We believe that everybody has both, and that by leveraging the two together, you really can make a difference in your organization. Wow, Toby, I, I never really thought about that. That's really interesting. Uh, maybe we uh, could exchange cards real quick now, and I'd love to talk to you more about that sometime. But since it's a networking event tonight, I, I want to give you time to talk to other people, and I certainly want to meet other people. And then let's get together over coffee maybe next week or the week after. How's that sound to you? Oh, that's great. Or, uh, hey, connect with me on LinkedIn, and that way we'll have our contact information. And if something comes up, hey, we can reach out to each other. Exactly. Either of those works really well. I think one of the things I find that works best when you're trying to move to the next person is to openly acknowledge that we're trying to meet other people. It's not that you don't value that person, but you also don't want to spend the whole evening with that person. However, I will tell you, I have been to networking events where I talk to two or three people, and when I find a person who I really see a value from, for me personally or for my business or for him, I will talk to that person for a half hour, 45 minutes, and sort of let the rest of it move to the side. So that's a calculation I think you have to make as a networker. Hey, you know, something else interesting came out of this, and, and uh, I know you and I have, have talked about it before, and, uh, but let's, let's hit that while we're there. And uh, one of your key rules of the don'ts of networking, uh, one is don't drag it out which I think we just showed, you know, hey, you make that contact and then you gracefully extend that contact, but, but move on. And the number two was don't count cards. Now, I remember in 2008, uh, we learned in the movie 21 that counting cards is a really bad thing, especially <laughs> when you're in a, uh, uh, a uh, casino and, and especially if Lawrence Fishburne is present. So we just won't go that direction. But we know counting cards is one of your rules. Don't do it. Can you explain that a little bit? Because we did exchange cards at the end. Yes. So I believe that uh, I actually do this when I network now. I only take three cards in there with me. Most people will take a 100 cards, and they'll print new cards to go to a networking event. And what I've found is that if I get 30 cards from people, they end up on my dresser, in my shirt pocket, in my sport coat pocket, ultimately in the trash can or the recycling bin. If I take three cards in with me, I have to be very careful about who I give those cards to. Those are people who have asked me for the card first and foremost. I don't just slam it in their hand and go, hi, I'm Bob, here's my card. I, I wait for them to see a value in what I've said, and then they say, oh, do you have a card? That's when you want to give a card. And I try to give no more than three cards out in an event. And if I get to a fourth card situation... I'll say to the person, I'll look you up on LinkedIn. Since I've committed to that rule of three, I've never gotten to three cards in an event. I've given out two cards as the most. But ultimately, I'm looking for one card, one legitimately strong opportunity to go further. And when I give a person a card, it's not call me so we can do business. It's usually call me so we can set up coffee. And that, to me, is the next st stage of this. Not You can't expect to go to a networking event in most cases and expect that that person that you're talking to is going to sign a contract the next day for whatever you offer. You have to just sort of 
build that relationship because we know people like to work with people they like, know, and trust. Well, you can't develop like, know, and trust at a networking event. It's over coffee. It's over getting to know each other. And when I do that coffee with the person, I rarely talk about business. I try to talk about just who the person is. I'm looking for people who have like-minded character qualities because they're ultimately the people that are going to help me build my business. Does that make sense to you, Toby? It does. I, I, uh, I'm, you know, that's one of the advantages I think to our listeners is we have different perspectives. I, I think it would be a great time to take a break. I think uh, we've got a couple things out there, and we'll come back with uh, some other do's and don'ts. So let's uh, take a break and be right back. Hey, Bob Graham here. Our new ebook, The 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success, is out. This ebook lists all 55 soft skills that employees and employers are using their organizations are working to harness for greater productivity and innovation. And we give examples of how they're using them in the workplaces. It's a great springboard for your career and for your organization. The ebook retails for $4.99. Because you are a loyal listener of the Serious Soft Skills Podcast, we're going to make it free. Just use coupon code six weeks when you order it at SeriousSoftSkills.com, and it's free for you. That's right. You can download the 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success for free in the time it takes to listen so to the rest back, of this Bob, podcast. We've been talking Don't delay about because this coupon code won't last forever. This is our way of showing our commitment to your success in 2018. So download it now. We've been talking about networking. We played out a couple of scenarios. We've given some tips, and we were getting into my favorite part of any episode, which is when Toby and I respectfully disagree. Toby, you were going to sort of give us a different perspective on uh, what that relationship building is, I think, uh, with networking. So how about that? Bob just got us going with that three-card limit, uh, which is interesting. I'm not quite there. Uh, I would say... um, I bring a handful with me if that's five or six or something like that. I do agree that uh, the most valuable ones are the ones where there's a real connection. And so when someone asks for the card, but sometimes I have to be the one to initiate that. Um, uh, but I've, I've often felt like if someone says, you know, oh, that fourth person says, oh, uh, do you have a card? And I go, oh, no, I don't have one. They're thinking, Hold it. What kind of a networking guy are you? You don't have a fourth card on you. Um, Bob, I like to think of this as a, as I come into either a formal networking arrangement where, where it's a, it's a professional meeting or even an informal, uh, networking opportunity where it's the lunchroom or, or something like along those lines. Um, I, I look at that pool of people that are there and those are all potential people that might have a benefit to my network. And so uh, by by meeting some of them is great. By talking with some of them, though, it gives me a chance to really understand, as you said, if we have some common thread and a connection um, that might lead to maybe more of a more of a, an opportunity or, or a prospect to do business. Then you mentioned the follow up of potentially uh, meeting with that person outside of that to really get to know them better, uh, identify some opportunities, and that that might turn into you know a real business relationship. So I think we got to recognize our network as a as a continuum where. Uh, and, and we've used the term before, a portfolio where there's a whole mix of people. And I, and I don't want to ignore those uh, front end potential pool because they may later on become 
leads and contacts and and customers. So uh, I think when we walk into those uh, situations, we want to uh, get to know or, or or have them get to know as as much about us as possible, and vice versa. That there's the potential for that relationship to grow. Two other things come to mind, Toby. One is the idea of not staying in the corner and only talking among your friends. The other thing you brought up was the idea of follow-up. And I will tell you, this is the number one problem with networking. Someone says, hey, I'll call you to talk more about your business. I'll call you to accept coffee. I'll email you about coffee. I'll connect with you on LinkedIn, whatever it may be. And when they don't do it, it damages your reputation with that person's reputation before you even get to know each other. So if you're doing a networking event and you say to someone, I'm going to do something, you need to be darn clear that you're going to do it. And most of that breakdown, I would tell you, is people who just forget. They don't write it down. They don't document it. So I have a rule where I get into my car after any networking event and I write in my notebook right away, here are the people I met and everything I can remember about those people. I would add, uh, I do the same and uh, I'll write it right on the card. Yeah. If I have their card, I'll put it on the front or back of that card. And that way I've got the contact information, everything together. And and then, then it goes on that stack on my desk and, and I sit down in a day or two and I, I do those. I hit those LinkedIn contacts or I'll send a follow-up note. Uh, hey, it was great to meet you. Uh, probably something and maybe there was a specific action I was going to send them an article or a link to our website or whatever that might be and, um, and uh, kind of close the loop, I like to say. Yes, and I think that loop is one that often gets just sort of left out there and I think if you're going to just meet people and slam cards in their hands and pick up cards and do nothing with them, you're better off not to waste your time, frankly. Bob, I think we got some, uh, some good working items here. Um, one item that, uh, let me, let me list them out in our do's and don'ts. Does that sound like a good recap for us? Sure. One, uh, don't count cards we were talking about, but, but make meaningful contacts. Uh, don't drag it out. So, so come into it. I think both sides, one is with some of those thoughtful questions and we've provided some of those, you know, what are the, what's the biggest challenge you face, uh, in your current organization? What prevents you from moving forward? What's the uh, greatest innovation that's happened in, you know, there's some good questions to come in prepared with, but there's also some good prepared exit strategies. And, and those are fairly more generic, but to be able to say, Hey, really great to meet you that, you know, I'd like to know, learn more about that, but I've got to, I want to meet some other folks as well. And then that uh, don't cluster in, uh, in the corner with your buddies, get out there. And uh, I would add, add to that, that if you see the group of conversation getting beyond three people and standing up is always better than getting seated. But if, if you're two of you standing there, often a third will come up, which is awesome. But once it gets to four, that starts to close the group. And I would encourage you to move. It's a perfect time to move off. Three is a good, comfortable number. When it gets to four, it's a good time to, to shift to the next. Uh, we had some do's. Uh, certainly look for meaningful questions, ask thoughtful questions, uh, and then that ever-critical follow-up and, and make good on your commitments. Well, that was a great list, Toby. I, 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 I love when you summarize these things. It always makes me feel like we've got some closure there. Um, it, it, we should probably close now ourselves. Next week, where we're going to focus on the soft skill of enthusiasm. And what that is and why it can really help an organization and an individual. And before we go, I want to make one more pitch. Don't forget to download your copy of our ebook, 
the 55 soft skills that guide employee and organizational success. We gave you that coupon code earlier in the episode. Um, I'll give you a hint. Just uh, it's six weeks. That's a pretty good hint, wouldn't you say, if you if you forgot it. So make sure you download that. And until next week, Toby, good day. Thanks for listening. And of course, good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.